Welcome back to Considerations from the Capitol from the Deeper Dive Podcast. My name is Bill Winnell, as always, joined by Father Larry Swink. Good morning, Father. Hey, good morning, everyone. Good morning, Bill. Today is Monday of the fifth week of Easter, and Father will reflect on today's first reading from the Book of Acts. There was an attempt, excuse me, in Iconium by both the Gentiles and the Jews, together with their leaders, to attack and stone Paul and Barnabas. They realized it and fled to the Lyconian cities of Lystra and Derbe and to the surrounding countryside where they continued to proclaim the good news. At Lystra, there was a crippled man, lame from birth, who had never walked. He listened to Paul speaking, who looked intently at him, saw that he had the faith to be healed, and called out in a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. He jumped up and began to walk about. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they cried, they cried out in Lyconian, the gods have come down to us in human form. They called Barnabas Zeus and Paul Hermes, because he was chief speaker. And the priest of Zeus, whose temple was at the entrance to the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gate, for he, together with the people, intended to offer sacrifice. The apostles Barnabas and Paul tore their garments when they heard this and rushed out to the crowd, shouting, Men, why are you doing this? We are of the same nature as you, human beings. We proclaim to you good news that you should turn from these idols to the living God, who made heaven and earth and sea and all that is in them. In past generations, he allowed all Gentiles to go their own ways. Yet in bestowing his goodness, he did not leave himself without witness, for he gave you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons and filled you with nourishment and gladness for your hearts. Even with these words, they scarcely restrained restrained the crowds from offering sacrifice to them. Father. Okay. Well, today I, I think it would be good to talk about um, the purity of intention, how Paul exemplifies this, and how when he does something great for God, he immediately sort of shuns this sort of um, this praise that belongs to God alone. And um, <clears throat> we call that, we call that purity of intention. And, um, you know, the responsorial psalm that we do not read, but of today is not to us, O Lord, but to your name, give the glory. And as Bill just read here in this in this first reading of the Acts of Apostles, and the Acts is just sort of is the early church, and we just see how miracles are happening, just things are spreading, the gospel is being proclaimed, you know, and once again, uh, they fled from like, look, after being stoned, you know, once again, we see them, you know, good coming out of evil, they're getting stoned, so they go to another city, and they get to pr- preach the gospel somewhere else, and they go to Lystra, and there's a crippled man, lame from birth, and um, he never walked, and he listened to Paul speaking, who looked intently at him, saw they had faith to be healed, and called out in a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet, and the man jumped up and began to walk about, and I noticed he jumped up, and he walked about. And uh, the crowd saw Paul had done. They cried out, the gods have come down in human form. And Paul immediately, you know, they're going to give him oxen and garlands and gates and money and uh, offer sacrifice for him. And um, Paul and Barnabas tore their garments. And like, no, men, why are you doing this? We are the, the same nature as you. And uh, we proclaim the good news. You turn from these idols to the living God who made heaven and earth. He's saying all the glory goes to God. You know, so that's that's a beautiful exemplification of um, of a purity of intention. You know, we have to be careful. Like, you know, sometimes you've ever noticed like cultic personality priests. I, you know, I just, from my experience, you know, following them, they all get burned eventually. 
uh, you know, Father Crappie got burned. Uh, Father Utenauer got burned. Uh, Father Pavone got burned. You know, uh, and I think all these are good guys. They're holy priests. But like, I think what happened eventually, this is my my theory, is that the limelight and the attention really got to them. And it, I, I'm not saying this is what happened, but I think what happened is like the glory didn't go to God so much. You know, it's just a, just a theory. And so you have to be careful of being a cultic personality. And we have to do things that appear to intention. And once again, these are holy men. But what happened is over time, I think this, this sort of attention and this thing, you know, uh, could elevate one's sense of self, right? And that's a very, uh, very good opening for the devil to attack, right? So, um, period of intention, what does that mean? So in every action, there is three things. There's the object, the uh, the action itself and the church teaches some things are always wrong, no matter what. Some things are neutral, right? For instance, like, you know, the church is very clear, like things like abortion or contraception or um, homicide or uh, adultery or, you know, um, I don't know. If, uh, yeah, just things like that are always wrong, no matter what the circumstances. Okay, so there's certain things that no matter how you look at it, it never can be justified. Now, a second part of it is the, uh, is the circumstances. And sometimes circumstances can make something good or bad. So the example I've used in the past is, you know, eating pizza is a good thing. Eating pizza in church is not a good thing. Why the circumstances are not proper for that particular circumstance. You know, the action is not good, you know, to have a pizza party on the, in the church would be maybe black we consider blasphemous. Right. Or, uh, and then thirdly is the intention. This is what we're talking about is why do we do things? And, is it for God or is it for self-glorification, right? And uh, and I think many times in prayer, we have to check ourselves with everything, especially when we're doing things for God, especially, you know, when we're doing a uh, some kind of apostolate like St. Paul was in the first reading. You know, if you work in a church, you know, or you're a sacristan or you're a deacon or you're, you know, the head of the sodality or the head of your Knight of Columbus, why do you do it? Do you do it because you get attention or you do it because I want to serve the Lord? Right. Once again, not to us, O Lord, but to you be all the praise and glory. And I think, too, what happens, too, is we know that we're probably doing it for the glory of God if we do things and we don't really care about what people think about it. You know, in other words, um, if we don't get sort of the accolades that we were desiring, it's OK, because once again, it's not about it's not about um, the uh, it's not about the 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 person. Uh, or people being pleased, it's about God. And, and, and in other words, now, obviously it's good to comp get compliments, but once again, if we get compliments about doing God's work, for instance, you know, preaching like, Hey, father, great, great homily, praise God. Like, in other words, it's not, that's not being, you know, being, it's just saying, Hey, the glory goes to God because it was, it was God doing it through me. Or if you give a talk at a church, Hey man, that really was awesome. Praise God. You know, Give God the glory. It's a great way of, of diffusing uh, that. So I finish with uh, the 10, uh, they're called 10 paradoxical commandments of Mother Teresa. And you've probably heard this before, but it's it's um, um, kind of helpful to think about. And she really was always trying to do things not for herself, but for the glory of God. And I, I was thinking about the story about her is like when she, 
you know, when she was asked to go to the United Nations and give a, a speech, you know, she ended up giving a pro-life speech instead of talking about hunger <laughs> and everyone was shocked. And it's because she just felt called and she did not care what people thought, why it was for God. You know, that's what saints do. They're just bold, but not bold for themselves. They're not bold for, you know, for their own personal um, uh, sort of glorification there. They do this for God. So Mother Teresa, it was, these were not written by her, but she liked it because someone else written. And she says, people are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people will accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you're honest and, and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, others will destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best you have and all, and it will never be enough. Think about that, right? Give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it's between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. So, uh, period of intention. So today, just do things for God, your work, you know, your prayers, everything. And you'll find peace in that because once again, it was never between you and them anyway. It was between you and God.